You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. You're listening to the award winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business experts, industry disruptors, game changers, and thought leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to build a successful business and become known as an influential voice in your industry? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. This is episode 258 brought to you by Podcasting With Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now joining me on today's show is Meredith Crawford. Meredith is the founder of Salerno Media and she's an exceptional business, marketing and storyteller expert who helps small business owners get out of the vicious cycle of feast or famine. Now Meredith started her agency after realizing that business leaders and entrepreneurs needed to do things differently in the future to win and maintain customer loyalty and she's dedicated to teaching step-by-step everything that is essential to savvy marketing and skyrocketing your side hustle to streamline cash flow, build a sustainable, profitable, stress business. I think we all desire that, Meredith. Now, on a day show, she's going to share ways brick and mortar businesses can reach a larger audience. She's also going to talk about fast three actions that's going to streamline your revenue and stop the feast or famine cycle, as well as some marketing hacks that you need to start to do right now if you want to stay in business. So welcome to the show, Meredith. Thank you so much for having me, Anne-Marie. Oh, you are so welcome. This is an area that I know many ambitious entrepreneurs struggle with, particularly because of the changing, uh, the, the changes that are going on with the technology. There's so much more clutter uh, and competition online. So it's so important that we really hone our message and really follow the right steps to ensure our message is even seen, heard, and obviously engaged with. So when we're talking about um, brick and mortar businesses, they're often not on online. They struggle too because a, a lot of con- comments that I get, and you probably too, do too, is that all of our customers or many of our customers don't actually come into the store. Uh, what are we going to do? How do we do that? Is that something that you get commonly? That is some of what I get commonly. One of the biggest struggles though that I see small business owners have is that 46% of them still are not online. And so it's difficult for them to connect with their customers when they don't have a web presence at all. Yes, yes. It's interesting that you should say that because many, many years ago, going back quite a way, um, many businesses, oh, well, we don't need a website. But pretty much we know that many businesses now do need a website. And thankfully, so many uh, have caught up. Are you still finding that businesses uh, not only don't have a web presence, but what they have online is really not positioning them in the best way or both of those things? Absolutely both and some of the projects we've taken on recently at Salerno Media involved updating websites that were done close to 20 years ago and these website updates 
are taking from being online to now being able to be easily viewed, assessed, and even have their products purchased um, off of a smartphone. Yes, yes. What's the biggest mindset shift that you know brick and mortar businesses and even businesses who do already have an online presence that they need to make to re to help them recognize just how much money and business they're leaving on the table when they don't invest time and money into updating their online presence? What's a mindset shift? That is such a great question. And the biggest mindset shift that I see brick and mortar owners through is realizing that their customers aren't just the ones who walk in the door and really shifting from the mindset that their customers are only ones who walk through their door and that they have the face-to-face -face interaction with to thinking outside of the box and that their customers really are global now. Yes. Yeah, so, so true. Is there a statistic? And if not, that's fine. But I'm just wondering just to give people um, some figures if, if there are, are available. The amount of people that are quite happy now to shop online without even having to try on clothes, if, if it's, say, a clothing shop or actually having to feel a product in their hands. I know that some people are very kinesthetic, uh, uh, but some people, they see something online and they think, yep, I want it and click they've purchased it. Is there a statistic that kind of proves that that's on the increase? Not that I've seen, although I have heard that over thirds of the purchases are now made online. Right, so I'm just gonna ask you to repeat that because the internet dropped out a little bit then. So how many more purchases are being made online? More than two thirds. Wow, that's significant. That is significant. And I think also too, we do a lot of searching online, don't we? When, we're at, when we've got our smartphones in our pockets, a lot of us will commute, we might be at the gym, whatever, and so we're scrolling. And if our content, even brick and mortar businesses, if our content is not on there to be found, there's just no way that our ideal customers are going to be able to find us and then want to obviously find out more about the services and products and so forth that that we offer. So so obviously having an online presence is, is so very important. Once a business does have an online presence, what is maybe the top two strategies, if you will, to really continue to reach that larger, larger audience? Because here's what I often hear, and you might do as well, Meredith, is we've got a website, no one's going to it, no one's finding it. So it's good to have a presence, but there are some strategies that we need to do around that too, yes? Absolutely, and that is really where both email and social media marketing come in to play yes absolutely. and my background is I have a deep email background and so naturally I'm partial to email but it is hard in the beginning to get your email list growing mm. and to get those eyeballs and that web traffic if you're not already on social media and building your social media presence right yes so if a brick and mortar what? has got a and I think we've got a little bit of a, a lag here what I might do Meredith is let's stop 
So Meredith, if people have got a brick and mortar business, they're online, they know that it's important to grow their list, their email list, what are some ways that is going to enable them to capture those email addresses? Is there like opt-in offers or what can a brick and mortar business do to, to have people, their ideal clients go, oh, I want that, I need that, I'm going to sign up on their email list. What are some things that you see are working? Some of the things that I see and that I hear from brick and mortar owners that really work are things like free giveaways or challenges. Like one of my friends is a Pilates studio owner. And for her, one of the most effective ways to get new faces um, into her Pilates studio is to do a five-day fitness challenge or wellness challenge. And she has found so many people sign up through that, that it's, for her, that has been just a wonderful way to do it. For others who are perhaps more product-based and less service-oriented, doing a freebie giveaway or providing product information or something that goes along with a product, such as an ebook, recipes, uh, like if you're a spice shop or a restaurant, are, are all ways that you can generate a lot of traffic to your website and a lot of email signups in a very short amount of time. Fabulous. Great, great uh, tips there. So, so a free giveaway, a challenge, something that has uh, an intrinsic value to it that prompts your ideal client to say, hey, this is great. I want to access that. So something that uh, people, businesses can then have to think about and strategize and brainstorm. What's something that our ideal client would love that uh, is going to help us grow our list? So Meredith, what are these fast three actions that's going to streamline our revenue and stop the feast and famine cycle? The first, and this is always a big challenge and big conversation that I have with small business owners, is that the first thing you want to do, will your business, businesses in feast mode is to start to build up your cash assets. And I've had so many conversations with small business owners about why they need to build up the cash assets. And really the bottom line is that these cash assets become your marketing budget when famine starts to hit. Mm -hmm. The second action is to build visibility. This is, of course, through social media, through email, through SEO. Um, if you have it in the budget to hire PR and or to develop your relations with the media, that's great. But it really starts with SEO, maybe some simple Facebook ads and social media. Mm -hmm. And the third action is to cultivate relationships with customers. You want to, even your online customers as well as your offline customers, you want to start to know on a first name basis and on a personal level. And the reason is that when famine starts to hit, these customers are going to be your biggest marketing asset, both in their testimonials, but also in their referrals. 
Yes, those are great, great points. And I'd imagine often when people's businesses start to, well, they see a decrease in customers because it may not be a busy season and so forth. What we often then tend to do is start to reduce our marketing spend. Whereas I love the way that you said, actually, this is when we do need to have some strategies in place to be able to get more visible and and obviously more reach to a a newer audience or a bigger audience or even cultivating relationships. What what has been a couple of, which I'd love for you to give just maybe one or two examples of when businesses did see a slight decline uh, and some some of the strategies that they did that enabled them to get you know fresh eyes, fresh business in into their door. Does anything come to mind with some of the clients that you've worked with? Sure, one of them is that's when they run or the free challenges and they up the amount uh, of free content that they start to give away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So while they may always be giving away free content um, or freebies they really up the amount that they give when things are lean and that's so counterintuitive you're absolutely right that most small business owners when things hit and start to become lean they immediately slash the marketing budget but they need to think more proactively in that when things start to become lean, that's really when precisely when they want to expend the marketing budget and up the marketing budget. Yes, so true. What I like about the example that you've given and the, the challenge and say, for instance, it was uh, one of your, the people that you know that was in Pilates, the people who have put their hand up and are participating in that challenge are your ideal client. And I would imagine that after that challenge, there is an offer, there's a special offer. And, and because people have had enough opportunity to get to know, like, and trust us, and obviously in this case was to participate in classes, they're more likely then to say yes when a, a really good offer is, is uh, uh, yeah, comes across their, their path. Is that, is, is that what, what happened to the Pilates and, and obviously what we can do as business owners too? Absolutely. And by coming in through something off of a fitness challenge or increase um, your health and wellness challenge and then being presented with a super sweet deal of maybe getting more Pilates classes at a discounted rate if they sign up for like the monthly unlimited package, she is able to convert more customers at a higher rate than she would otherwise Mm. if she just had her sign out and was not offering all of the bonus content. Yes. One of the things that I think uh, uh, that I'm noticing, and and this is something that you've just spoken into, and I want to share this, is that sometimes, uh, especially brick and mortar, you know, the health and wellness businesses or even online businesses that have like a month by month membership program, it can be really difficult to um, continuously uh, provide such great information, which we know that, that you will be. But if you think of your client who's in that program, something might happen. They think, well, you know, we'll just cancel that and off we go. I'll, I'll, I'll pick it up again. But it is in that time that if we do a special offer, 
that has some bonuses if they were to invest in a full 12 months. Doing that with your existing clients is, is definitely going to have an increase, I think. And I love your feedback on this. So an increase in uptake because they've already know, like, and trust you. And when people get some bonuses in it, it's like, well, I might as well do that. Absolutely fantastic. But as from a business point of view, you've now got you know, a, a longer term with that customer because now they've invested in, in that 12 months, even if you give it to them, you know, at a reduced cost with some bonuses as well. Is that something that you see works really well? That is, and that's something that I've seen work really well with e-commerce solutions. Mm. Yeah, fantastic. With things like Pilates or more service and product-oriented type businesses, always the friend referrals are big too. Right. Yes. And so how would that look like? Bring a friend or a referral and you would give the referrer um, a bonus or, or something to, as a thank you gift? That's right. Um, bring a friend and if they sign up, then you get a free month or on the generous side or 10% off your next month mm -hmm. on the more stingy side. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I guess it's one of these things. Once you have a, a, a number of different strategies, you can see which one works really well. And I suppose that's one that you can have going throughout the year because if, if someone knows that you, you know, by you recommending a friend or a colleague that's going to, to impact, you know, the, um, you know, your own membership, then that's something you'd be more than willing to do. Um, because you know that you're getting great service and support there as well. I love those ideas. I love those ideas. Let's talk about some marketing hacks that you say we need to start doing these right now if we want to stay in business. What are they? First, of course, is have a web presence. And as we talked about earlier, it's silly that this is the first one and it's not just an automatic given, but it really is not an automatic given when only 46% have a presence. So first is to get that presence. It could be a Facebook page, it could be a single web page, it could be a full website. The second is to start communicating regularly with your customers. Whether you decide to do several times a day, um, daily, or even just send out an email newsletter once a month. Make it consistent and make it so dependable that they look for your communication if it's not there. Yes, and they email you and say, hey, I think I've, can you just check? I think I haven't got your email this month. <laughs> it is, and there are some emails from unlikely places that are my favorites. For instance, my insurance agency sends out an email with tips, um, business tips, every Monday night at 7 p.m. Wow. And you better believe that if it's not there in my inbox, I'm going to be You're searching where for it. it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting, Meredith. Let's just talk about that. Here's an insurance agency, and, and I'd imagine this is for business insurance, yes? Yes. Yes. 
So they're looking for business tips. So it's not just business tips on insurance, which I'm sure they incorporate into that, but it's other helpful tips as well, which is going to be valuable for, for you. How often do business owners neglect that they could be speaking um, and sharing great insights that don't necessarily relate to the service or the support you offer, but is valuable for your clients? Because then if we're sharing it, we become a, a, a valuable resource to them, just like the example that you've just given with your insurance agents through their newsletter and, and, and regular as well, yes? It is. It's every Monday night at 7 p.m. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. What's another marketing hack that we need to know? Storytelling and authenticity. There are several other marketers out there who have spoken about storytelling. My favorite, of course, being Bernadette Jiwa out of Australia. Mm -hmm. But she is absolutely right. If you want your company and your brick and mortar business to stay in the minds of your customers, you need to be doing more than just having a presence on the street. You need to make shopping with you a memorable experience, something that customers that sticks in customers' minds and that they want to share and talk about to their friends. And the only way to do that really is by authenticity. One of my favorite anecdotes that I like to share about this is about my favorite Greek restaurant here in the Bay, I'm in the San Francisco Bay area, and it's a home-style Greek restaurant that's been there for about 20 years. And across the street from it was a hip, trendy, fusion-y, California fusion type of restaurant. And the other day when I went to grab my favorite Greek food, I noticed that the restaurant across the street had gone out of business and in that sense the old home style that was very authentic to itself and doing what it does really well was able to outperform the new hip trendy place that was um, when you walked into this place, it was trying to be like every other hit trendy restaurant mm. on the block. There wasn't a lot of substance behind the fancy decor and the new modern trendy paint colors and merchandising. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. So when you're talking about authenticity, I know that that is really being, um, you know, giving yourself permission to, to show up, just to share that, that experience that is authentically, that is really connected to you. What would you say would be a couple of things that businesses need to consider or, or helping them to really pinpoint what authenticity means for them because it's going to be different for everyone but I know a lot of businesses think well I don't know what what's an authentic what's authenticity for us do you have any insights to share in that area I do one th piece of advice that I often give small business owners is to own their quirks and to flaunt them 
everyone's a little bit eccentric and a little bit quirky in some way. And as a business takes on and is reflective of its founder and of its owners, uh, to let those quirks be displayed within business. That could be just a manner of speech, that could be a manner of decor or how things are merchandised, but whatever it is, to just flaunt it. Mm. Yes, I love that. And often it's those, the quirkiness and those characteristics that are a little bit different, you know, than everybody else, it's quite unique to us, that we try and hide. But we realize if we bring that forward with intention and with purpose and create uh, core values of our company that, that, you know, everybody or even our staff members exude that so we attract the right kind of staff that align with that, that is when we consistently just deliver our best service and it shines through because we're not having to put a mask on, we're not having to be and try and be something that, that we are not. We're just being really authentic and that, that certainly shines through because there's nothing more tiring and exhausting and sticks out like a sore thumb when someone's trying to be something that they're not and uh, that will certainly shine through. So Meredith, so are there any other hacks that you want to share that you, you think these are absolute must-haves when we're thinking about uh, marketing and really getting our message out there? The other thing just tying this all together is really to be fearless. To be fearlessly authentic, to be fearlessly genuine, uh, to be fearlessly quirky, and really just to put the blinders on when it comes to comparing what you're doing versus what another business down the street is doing. Mm -hmm. And to show up fully and to let Find a connection or find a medium where you can connect well with your customers. Not everyone needs to do video or in, certainly not everyone needs to do video in the same way. Yes. Not everyone needs to send out the same emails or have the same social media marketing program. I think there's a lot of misconceptions that out there that you have to do everything a certain way if you're going to get results. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Really, yeah. the best results come from being authentic, from being genuine, and from being showing up fully and letting your business show up fully. And to stop trying to make your business something else because you see a competitor do something a little differently down the street. Yes, so, so true. And I think often what can happen is if we are too focused and therefore um, we weaken our message because we're comparing ourselves and we're trying to do what the competition or outsmart our competition, then that is when we really find that um, it, it impacts the way that we communicate uh, who we are and, and of course, the, the expertise and the, the, the great products and service that we know our clients want and, and certainly will look at investing in. So how is the best way for people to connect with you, Meredith? What's, uh, what's the best way for them to, to reach out to you? They can connect with me personally on LinkedIn. Uh, my 
personal profile is linkedin.com slash in slash Meredith Crawford one. They can find me there and they can also find the Salerno Media site online at Salerno Media. That's S-O-L-E-R-N-O media.com. Fabulous. And what we'll do, Meredith, we'll put all of the links for you on our show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES258. Thank you so much for coming on the show. As you know, we mentioned at the beginning of the show, navigating online can be so confusing for people and knowing where do I start? Do I have to do everything? You've really been able to narrow it down to the core nuts and bolts. We need to get our website up there. That is where our brand presence. And in actual fact, one of the things that I've heard said before, for a brick and mortar business, they'll be able to understand this. Your website is like your brick and mortar presence. It's your store, your online store, and the way people react, interact with it is just like they would coming into your store. So you need to make sure that you know your merchandise is set up correctly uh, because if it's not, if it's boring, and if you've got too much clutter in your store, people are not just not going to stay, similar to your website. It needs to be um, such that your ideal client wants to stay there, wants to look around, wants to search. Important, as you said, to start generating your list, have a free offer, do a giveaway. You can also use those strategies to be able to drum up business when, when there's a bit of a downturn. But what's really important is to continue to cultivate those relationships and not look at cutting your budget uh, when things do go a little bit quiet. That's when you need to reinvest look at really um, you know maintaining a strong relationship with your existing clients so that they can continue to refer their colleagues because i think a referral in this day and age is so valuable because you're more likely to go and try out a product or service if they've been recommended by someone that you already trust so certainly valuable valuable tips you shared today for businesses uh, who really want to remain in business and certainly ride uh, online and really have that successful presence, whether online or offline. So thanks once again for coming on the show. Well, thank you very much, Henry. And just a final shout out to Ashley O'Donnell and Pilates X Australia for being such a wonderful case study. Oh, there you go. Well, they're fantastic that, uh, yeah, another, another Australian business um, being able to be featured on that. So obviously doing all of the right things. So, um, Congrats on that too. Well, thanks once again, Meredith. Thank you, Anne-Marie. You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including our no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training.